Hello guys and welcome to another podcast episode. In this episode, the founders of Vault Agency, myself and Cameron Rauch, sit down with a very exciting entrepreneur called Taylor Catanach, a young entrepreneur who has built a fantastic eco-friendly premium swimwear brand that is going to change the bikini labels forever. Now listen in, this is a very, very value-packed chat where we talk about how uh, Taylor can grow her company from where it is today into being a six to seven figure brand. Now this is huge. We provide an insight and a comprehensive strategy in this episode of exactly how Taylor is going to make her brand an outstanding player within the bikini game. Now listen for more. It's very value packed. And if you could provide some feedback, if you liked it, that would be fantastic. Listen in and we'll chat soon. One thing that we've kind of highlighted in kind of analyzing your brand is that there's, there's so much potential, but the branding community you build is, is awesome. And um, like we feel with like a few kind of tweaks that something will just click and boom. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. So, so yeah, um, some of the, the feedback that we have is kind of around like the structure of what you're doing on the back end, not just the front end. In the front end side of marketing, and the, the image that you put out there, absolutely awesome. Um, now, l- last time we chat, we were speaking about the pixel. Have you added that onto uh, Shopify? Have. Yes, yes, Wicked. it took me about two hours. <laughs> two hours? <laughs> <laughs> because I was trying to do it from my phone and then I realized I needed to go to the computer. You do need so a computer, then yeah. <laughs> to my laptop. And then I was like, oh, what? There's so many cool things on here. Yeah. So I was just like looking through everything. And then when I started my Instagram, because I started that first, I made a Facebook page of my page and I just wrote like swim as like a draft. Yeah. Thinking I could go and change it later, but then yeah. I couldn't. And then my Instagram account made a page for me through Facebook. So I had like a, probably two other swimmer accounts that were trying to, I don't know, it was all weird, so then I had to delete those and then like merge those two swimmer accounts and it was torture, but... Yeah. Back end of Facebook is, it. Is, is, is something even I find yeah. very confusing. Yeah, there's a lot of like... Um, Lines. Yeah, there's a lot going on and, and you need to have it sort of stable so you don't get banned from it. Yeah, yeah, so I mean I got that and then did the trial and stuff and then, yeah, that was... What, what kind of trial? Oh, I think it said... Um, oh, as in like to test to if test uh, it. it's and working? I ran, I ran an ad through it, Yeah. but I think it's still going, so I'm not sure how that Okay. Yeah. What What kind of ad was it that you ran? Oh, it was just a... Just like a... Like a... <laughs> Just like, a, like one a of my Instagram, post. yeah, yeah, yeah. A boosted, yeah. Post. Oh, like yeah. It. So, so it was like just a boosted post, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool, yeah. cool. No, sweet. And um, ha- have you actually gone into to the back end and done like actually making ads, writing out copies specifically for an ad that's not specifically a post? Yeah, I have done probably two of those when yeah. I, because I thought. A Facebook ad was literally just a boosted post. Yeah. I know, <laughs> <laughs> And then I 
was listening to YKTR's podcast. I'm not sure if you guys listen to them, no, but yeah. it's just another clothing brand in um, in Sydney. Yeah. They started a few years ago, and it was the guys from a footy team from the NRL yep. that started. So that's pretty much how they got known because it was just footy guys, and then that's now his full time. Thing so yeah, yeah so that's pretty cool and he's self-taught yeah. like he's just all of that so I was listening to his podcast and he was just saying how to actually properly do them and I was like oh okay <laughs> ouch <laughs> so that's I've ran about two okay cool and like what, what kind of things were there was it just kind of like a one ad sequence where you're like I mean, cool swimwear, bye. Or... Pretty much. Okay, sweet. <laughs> Pretty much. Or if there was, if I was running a sale, I did the sale one. But other yeah. than that, I don't really, I'm not really too sure which ones I should be writing. Yeah. And, and then in terms of audience that you were targeting with that, was that interest targeting or? Yeah. Okay. And like things like swimwear, beach, summer. Yeah. yeah. That, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Um, in, in, in terms of ad structure, Cam, what would you, you know, recommend there? Yeah. So there's sort of there's two two ways to go about it. Um, there's for depending on your audience um, and the price of the product, you can have an ad that will that they'll look at and they'll pretty much buy straight away. But what we find is with like higher ticket um, products or products that um, need to have more of like a, a brand like story and stuff like that you're better off having like more of an introduction ad that exposes people to the brand but doesn't try to sell something to them straight away and then you can show that to a lot of people and then use like target the people that have engaged with that ad and then create like audiences around those people so when you then show them hey we've got a sale on they've already seen your brand before so they're already like warmed up they know it's like a cool brand and then they see the sale thing it's not instead of just trying to sell straight away okay um so that's sort of something you can do so you could have like um like a video um as the initial like point of call where they see the brand or um like an influencer sort of thing um there's a lot of different ways to do it but it's essentially just a step before just trying to sell them something yeah Yeah. Um, and then you can cast like a wider net um, and, and then have a more specific audience instead of just going, oh, I'll target everyone with bikini, that likes bikinis in Australia. You can like, yeah, so that's essentially what it is. Um, like, it's not super expensive to, to test, especially if it's just a small market. So I wouldn't be scared of, of doing that. But um, yeah, the content and like the ad copy matters yeah. a lot as well. Yeah. Um, and I think you have a very strong like brand like foundation to start from and like some of the things I've seen like on your Instagram with like the dollar donated and stuff like that's super cool yeah. and like you could really um, focus more in on that and like I know there's a lot of like like obviously the, the ocean's a big cause but like um, like from the overseas markets perspective they, they want to support the south coast and, the, and like the whole Australia community with the fires going on and yeah. so there's a lot of like um, angles you could market with yeah. 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 So, um, in, in, in terms of like where you are with like the production you're at right now how much stock is it that you have 
current? Um, at the moment, I've yeah. probably got about 100 bikinis. Okay, yeah. And how did you work out sizing for that? Oh, like, obviously, there's more common sizes, there's more stock around that yeah. kind of thing. Well, when I put my order in, it when it came, it was all a size up. So I got ended up, got ended up, that doesn't make sense. So I ended up getting a heap of bigger sizes, and then I only got like two size sixes, like two size fours, up, two size eights, sorry. And then just a heap of the bigger sizes. So I mainly just got the big sizes just because they came all in their own size. Okay. I was pretty filthy about it, not gonna lie, because. Did you go back to them and like, you know, blast them a yeah. bit? And then they didn't really do anything. They were just like, oh well. It's unfortunate. Like, oh, not that well, but well, okay. <laughs> that's not what I asked for, yeah. right? <laughs> Literally. So I just had to buy more sizes because I didn't. I wasn't going to start off with any sixes. Um, that was a big issue. So I think that's also where I lost yeah. a lot of sales, just with the sizes, because a lot of girls just message me and say, "Hey, do you have this size?" And I'm like, oh, "Not really." Yeah. <laughs> like, and I can't put another order in because their minimum is something like fifty pieces or something, and yeah. I'm, I can't just get fifty size sixes because I'm not that big yet, you know. So. What company is it that you're going through to... Um, so that's with Bali Swim. Yeah, okay. I've, I've yeah. heard of them. Um, yeah, like, obviously they're a really good one to get started with because they help around the design element of it and, like, yeah. getting started for, you know, like a, 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 like a small company like yours. Yeah. It's, it's very easy to jump on there and be like, yeah. I like that. Let's, yeah. let's get that. We'll grab a few colours. Order it in, fantastic, right? Yeah. Um, but like from, from a standpoint of moving forwards, obviously getting at least fifty for a small business is it, it's a bit hard to make that sustainable, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so in terms of uh, production of the swimwear, um, have you started to look at other options around? Yeah. So I when I started looking at my active wear line. Yeah. Because um, I'm excited to make him a lighter, but I, as I was getting a few samples made, I was just realised that if he makes like swimmers, I may as well get them made. They're just really quick and really good. And even just with shipping, like to get my whole water, 200 piece water from Bali was about $1,200, like just for shipping. So I, I know. I, it hurt. It hurt a lot. That hurts pretty bad. I didn't even budget for that. I yeah. was like, surely it can't be that. But yeah. anyways, I asked my friend, not my friend, but the guy, I just call him my Paki friend, but he's in Pakistan and he's got his own business of just manufacturing. So yeah. he's doing all my active wear and then I've just got this remote order made. So I'm not sure if I'm going to fully switch to him because I'm not too sure how bigger quantities will go, but yeah. I have got one coming probably in about a week. So, of swimwear? Yeah. Okay, and how many, uh, what, what quantity size? I got, roughly? I just got one new style and it okay. was, I think I got about 30 pieces. 30 pieces yeah. and what what's production cost on that I know that you, your pieces from Bali Body they were about 40 um, yeah. on this one a bit less they're about 13 
13. For a one piece. Yeah. Wow. Like for That's a one really piece good. with barley, it would have been about 65. 65. Yeah, no. The, <laughs> the trouble is, uh, the barley brand, they've made an awesome brand about how to start a bikini line. Yeah. Their upfront material and their onboarding is phenomenal. Yeah. How they get people on board and how they brand their businesses mm -hmm. is epic, but you're paying for it, yeah. right? Um, yeah. when, when you start to find these smaller supplies in, in other areas, that's when, you know, like you can start the production line and, and, and things like advertising become a lot more sustainable because you've got more of a budget to play with. Yeah. Like when previously you were paying $40 for something and you're selling it for 55 that $15 is enough to make a sale, but not enough to make a profit yeah. consistently. Yeah. Um, then when you start to bring in it, $13 for a one piece? Yeah. Is that the new style, one piece? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so I could, I'm probably going to sell it around $80. $80. A, lo a lot more potential there yeah. to scale up. Yeah. Um, what we were kind of saying is that in terms of selling a bikini anywhere from 80 to 110, uh, in terms of strategic ad spend, you'd look to spend between 10 and 14 um, bucks, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and like structuring that in a way where you do come off with that upfront marketing outreach where you're sending more more brand associated content and obviously it's a lot cheaper because you're not asking them to sell you're asking people to engage and see the content so when facebook doesn't have to think about like um how can we get this person from the ad all the way to pressing purchase and you're just trying to establish a brand and you know put the brand in front of people and then retarget to those people the front end of that where you cast the net out wide is heaps cheaper um, and then you come in most people who have either engaged with the post that becomes an audience who you retarget like your sale based stuff you your offer your new product etc and then you create another audience because some people who have seen that ad they've gone all the way to your website and you retarget people who have engaged with the post you retarget people who have um, jumped on your website and then that starts to become like a very sustainable way to, to scale up. Yeah. Make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, then from there, now that you've got a profit margin of what, 65 roughly? Yeah. Um, that becomes a really exciting place where you're spending 10 to $14 to sell one, you profit um, $13 product cost, let's say $15, let's say $30 to get the product out to the customer. Yeah. Um, are, are they paying for shipping if it's Australia? Yeah. Okay. H how much is sh shipping? Just $10. $10. Bucks. That's cheap as. Um, so then once they've done that, they've spent $90. Uh, I assume you, you don't profit from the shipping? No. It's Maybe like a dollar. Pretty much breaking. Yeah. But, so then um, from that, you're pretty much gaining... $50 per sale, that's marketed, sold and shipped, right? Yeah. That gets reinvested, you buy more product, this business grows quick. Yeah. And, and with more margin, we can look for, or you can look for, like, um, you can look for audiences in a broader, like, international market, um, yeah. like, more aggressively, because how Facebook works is, like, it optimises, so the price will go down, but as you're, like, scaling it, if you just show it to everyone like it's gonna the price is gonna go up but if you have the um, profit margin there you can like really like get it out there yeah. quicker but um just to like elaborate on what Mike was saying like um, about 
I didn't want to scare you off with like having a video that's not even you're spending money and no one's even buying yeah. anything. Like it's not that hectic. Like it, it, so for an example, like we'll, um, Facebook needs a minimum of a thousand people to create an audience. So if you wanted to put a video out and then get a thousand people that had viewed seventy five percent of the audience, which would be like really engaged customers, like that would not cost a heap of money, like three or four hundred dollars, but then you've got that audience which you can then tell Facebook to go find everyone that's like that audience elsewhere. So it's like a, it is an investment because it's if you then go if if you compare that to just running a straight ad of like come buy my bikini like you've never heard of me before it might be like 20 or 25 dollars to get someone to buy it yeah. whereas if they've already warmed up it might be like five dollars so okay. even though it's more money on the, at the start yeah. it'll benefit greatly at the end like okay. going forward yeah. so um yeah. does it change anything if i use my money to buy the stock and then just use the business money for the ads because that's what I'm pretty much doing As in, at the from moment. like a business tax perspective or uh, anything. I from don't know. what angle? Because um, like of course you're gonna have to like input personal money at some point to to see the growth of the business. Yeah. Like um, with every order that I buy, I don't use the business money. I just save that for Instagram ads and stuff like that. So yeah, then for every gotcha. order, I just use my savings. Yeah. Do you reckon that's that's fine that's sustainable um what you probably see is if you're growing the business right there's profit coming from it and you start to reinvest that money so then you, you, your next order like you're gaining 50 dollars per order and then eventually it comes to a point where you can use that sum of money to buy the next stock you don't input your personal money and then it it really starts to scale, right? Yeah, yeah. and okay. it, it, it will be a bit of a balancing act because Facebook, you need to pay the Facebook bill. Like you can't yeah. just buy the stock and then the, and then that crashes and then yeah. you, you're blocked out. So, um, and same with stock. Like if you are taking too long to fulfill the order, then yeah. you're going to get a bad like customer feedback score on Facebook. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it, there's definitely lots of elements to focus on at the same time and that's that's probably the tr trickiest thing that you're like all right i need to get stock in and i need to run ads and i need to make sure the customers are receiving it and i need to make sure the customers are happy and it just jumps from from yeah. from space to space but it's super achievable and it's not that hard like yeah it's just a lot of cogs up front yeah. lots yeah. of cogs looks confusing but once you get a system in place like the main thing with business to simplify is to put systems in place a marketing system to get people in a production system now with your current production or, or, or moving to this new production how quick is it to get stock in i when i put my deposit in i said how quick can you do and he said i can have it done in Five days. days. Five days and then he'll ship it? Yeah. And then, and then I'll get it in two days. So about a week. About a week. Yeah. That That's pretty quick and exciting. I was pretty surprised because with Bali Zoom it took about two, three months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and look, like they have an awesome front end, but the back end is very poor. It's very yeah. overpriced. Yeah. Um, if you do want to see the scale of Bioswim, I'd be jumping on, on, yeah. on, on this guy, <laughs> much, more, yeah. much more than Bali. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Now then, um, in terms of turning this into the whole bikini line as well, are you looking to grow more, more sw- like bikini lines as well? Yeah. So I'm hoping, like to, under the same name, I want a few more collections, um, yeah. a lot more styles. Yeah. So I've just like obviously five styles isn't very much. Yeah. But I guess it was just a start. So I'm hoping that my next collection I'll be able to get at least, you know, eight. Yeah. Eight styles, eight maybe styles. two full pieces. Yeah. Because um, they're not as popular, but they can be. Yeah. If that makes sense. And with my activewear as well, I was hoping I've got about eight styles, like eight different pieces. Yeah. I, I've got a really exciting idea to float. Now, nothing I've spoken about with Cameron, I just had this idea. <laughs> um, what if, you, you, have you tried like the pre-order thing before? As in like, I've got this awesome line coming, have like a showcase oh, of it, yeah. like a launch? Yeah. Have, have you tried that before? Yeah, I've done that with a few of my, like to get restocked, yeah. my other restocks. And Oh, actually, no, I did it with, I had wrap skirts. I had linen wrap skirts, and I had a lot of people sign up for the pre-orders for about four paid. Okay. So, I'm, I'm talking like commit to order, have paid yeah. type pre-launch. Like, and then you go order, it takes a week to come in, you ship out. Yeah. Super, super simple process. If you were to launch a, a new bikini line, mm-hmm. um, have a big uh, launch lead up, make tons of sales, and then you you're paying the bikinis with money that's already come in, right? Yeah. Um, how far are you from releasing a new new swimwear? Um, I've only got one piece at the moment, which I wasn't sure if I should keep it and yeah. just wait and do it all at once, or if I should do okay. small sort of launches because the and up- just make them like massive, like really hyped up. Yeah. Like the other thing with the launch is you're not bringing in useless sizes; they're fitting in the size they need. Yeah. And of course, you'd be ordering a cut like quite a bit more. Like, um, what's the cost price of a bikini with this new guy? Um, it's about the same, about probably max twenty for two each, pieces, including shipping. Okay, but like top and bottom, yeah, and shipping. Okay, that's that's really exciting because, um, like, I think if you did a launch like that, you bring in. A whole heap of volume of orders that they're already set to size so of course you order those ones and then you use the leftover profit to restock yourself yeah. and that allows the operation of the business to be profitable from day whatever day the launch is yeah. it's not exactly day one because yeah. you're leading up into it yeah. but yeah makes sense okay. yeah 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 I like that idea. I like that. A little, a little spark of because I've seen I'm it. Really sh- yeah, <laughs> I've like I've been marketed at shirts that are zero waste manufacturing and they're pre-order. Yeah, and it's like they've put that eco spin on, oh, which is very. It, it also like helps that. the eco like side. That. Yeah, and, and and then pushing like your brand identity is one that that's that's very straight, very aligned. Um, I, I, I think there's a lot more push you can do on the eco side. Yeah. I think this complements it, like, like Cam yeah. said. But it also allows, um, you, like in the launch campaign, 
you don't just push out like this is a sexy awesome bikini you also push out like we're about the environment yeah um you can push that image of like we don't want to waste anything of course like there's back end that people will think like oh you just don't want to order it but regardless the message you're putting out there is that like we don't want to waste we care about the environment we donate to this and that really just drives that 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 eco-friendly thing across the line The, the other key thing is that um, right now we're coming into a time where, you know, obviously bikini season is a bit uh, less hyped in Australia. It's starting to get cold. Like, yeah. I wouldn't want to go to the beach in this weather. Yeah. Um, it, it also allows you to um, to prep for the US market as well. Now, of yeah. course, there's going to be a little change of logistics there. Um, have you looked into international shipping before? Um, on my website, I've yeah. just charged 15 for international. Yeah. Um, I and haven't... It's roughly that? Yeah, yeah. Have it's you about done that. orders overseas? No. Okay. I've sent a free bikini overseas, but okay. that's it. How much was that in shipping? Was that about the US? fifteen? So um, is that US? US? Yeah. Is that just an express post bag? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. easy. Lights too. But my pop actually owns a post office up near Coffs Harbour, so he just like ships a heap down to me. So that, that, that makes a it very easy. easy. You well. handle the front end production, he handles the, the posting side of things yeah. and like understanding and systemizing the logistics of it. Yeah. I think that's, that's really, really exciting. Um, yeah. Thoughts? It's, yeah, <laughs> lots of, a lot of positive things. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's exciting. Um, yeah, so, like, I guess we will. Um, discussing two different strategies for um, for maybe selling in the international market over winter if you needed to move that current stock that you have because that seems like kind of a bottleneck that if you could clear that you'd have money to reinvest is that correct yeah, yeah. Um, so we've sort of like discussed different options there um, with either selling yeah selling overseas maybe not US but it could be but where the demand is um, and the other side of that is the pricing. Um, could pro- like, oh yeah, I just wanted to ask you, like, what what are your thoughts on the pricing and, and increasing it, or like, where what's like, what's it? How's it sit in the market? Like, um, I'm not an expert yeah, on bikinis yeah. or anything. Um, so. I, it's pretty average. Yeah. So it's a bit cheaper because based on the quality, a lot of swimwear brands with like my sort of quality go for about 80 a piece rather than 55 um, so that's sort of why I did it so low with such a low profit margin because I was aiming it more at people my age and they don't really they're not really that willing to spend you know 160 on a bikini they're willing to just spend 100 yeah. so that was sort of my idea I think one thing with your brand is it's obviously a very premium brand and like the brand vision behind it being eco-friendly might not particularly appeal to your age group. Now, I understand the market and the the audience that you have right now, the very captivated audience is that younger um, audience, but I feel moving forwards that by if you really wanted to push that premium feel and, and, and that environmental feel as well that you know, you could probably lift prices there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, regardless, there's still a lot of room there because one thing we found in the past, I 
had a store, this would have been two, three years back where lots of the customers in the audience, they identify the, the quality of your brand with how well you price it. If you price low, even though some people will be like, that's a really good buy, some people will be like, it must be shit quality. Yeah. Um, and like, it's it's definitely not something you want to get caught in the trap of because if, if people consistently identify your brand with being cheap, they then instantly kind of connect that with poor quality, yeah. which your brand is far from that. Yeah. Um, so definitely an area where you, you are able to lift that price because you do have a premium product. The brand identity is really strong and I feel as though what you say you can back up with the quality of your yeah. product. So I think what Cam is really trying to say here is that you could push up the prices, production cost is going down, it allows a lot more room for profit and growth within your business, um, which therefore allows for, for more marketing, which more sales, more production, yeah. growth, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. so what... How much do you think I should be going up? Like, like, this is like your brand image, and I'm not saying you should definitely go eco or definitely go luxury or like really think about it. But if even if you were selling at 80, and then every now and then there was a sale where you sold 50, and like people can get on board, like just knowing that it's an 80 dollar bikini, like it's going to improve the perceived value of your brand. Um, so, and I don't know if you can really just change the price out of blue now, like with yeah. this. So what we was, like one idea I was tossing out with Michael was possibly like having, like selling to America with like an increased price um, or something like, or just, yeah. So one thing that I think would be really exciting to test the viability of your brand overseas and the use of the current stock while testing the new pricing would be to test uh, the current product you have overseas with a higher price because those people haven't really been exposed to your brand yet. Yeah. Yet there's a lot of brand identity there for them to have the confidence to buy a premium bikini from there. Yeah. So like increasing the price by, I don't know, like 20, 30% potentially, it tests the viability of your product overseas. Yeah. Um, it, and it, it also allows you to test like ads and marketing with that. It removes the problem of you having that stock there and allows like a bit more cash flow so that we can invest that in a new product line and, and a product launch to really get Kai Swim kicking, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. And it adds um, a lot of quality like data onto the Facebook pixel. So that's the yeah. nerdy way of saying it, but like... <laughs> I'm not the nerd. <laughs> but like, it, you need it. You yeah. need it, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then you can increase the price with your new collection in Australia. So yeah. it's not like yeah. the price suddenly changed, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you think with my new swimmers coming in, should I wait for summer? Or like as in I, Australian summer? Yeah, yeah, in Australia. So, so in in terms of action plan, that if if your brand was my brand, what I would do, um, I I would clear the, I, I would test marketing ads overseas, remove the stock you currently have, add a profit, yeah. um, also build up some capital there, and then I would look into I'd do the launch. Personally, it's like one, it's fairly risk free. 
Yeah. Like all you're risking there is ad spend. Um, and like the potential is huge. You'll have the data on exactly who your audience is. I think as soon as you, as soon as you remove that stock or you've got capital to, to do it, I would. So just once that is done, then work out. If summer's still pumping in America and Europe, go that market. Why not? If, 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 it, if it takes a while and summer's coming for Australia, go that market. It, it really depends to like the operation of how things happen, how quickly you move. It yep. sounds like you do want to move quickly. It sounds like highest boom is a priority to grow. <laughs> um, and like we don't doubt there's potential for this to be exactly what you wanted and more. Um, so yeah, like that's that's personally what I do. Yep. Probably say yeah, exactly. Pretty much yep. the, exactly the same, same opinion. Like um, free up some capital with the stock you've currently got. Yep. Test the international market. Test the ads. Um, and yeah, like. Thoughts? I like that. You like it? Yeah, I'm getting so excited. Like, I'm just sitting here and I'm just getting all these <laughs> Like energy. goosebumps like, and I'm shaking like... Home, I'm like, all right. Let's <laughs> make this happen, that's all you want. What kind of sizing have you got with the current stock? Because obviously limited sizing is yeah. a thing. Um, and is all your sizing updated on, on like Shopify and whatnot? Yeah, yeah. So I've gone through it and I've updated all of it. I should probably go through it again. And... Because if I, like mum does waxing from home and some of her friends are like, oh, I've got a daughter, I'll buy some swimmers. And I don't really put those, like take it out of the Shopify quantities, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so gotcha. I would definitely need to do that again, which I could do today. Just um, like a little bit of a stock take, but roughly, yeah. like how many of each size would you have? Very About roughly. 16, I've got one. For 14, I've probably got one of each um 12 i've got about three each probably um and how many is each so like, i've got how many lines are there five five so i've got about 15. 15. um and then what's up 10. for tens i've got about 10 to 15 as well and then eights i've got about four Four of each, so about twenty. I oh, know, sorry, not four of each. I've four like all together. Okay. And then they've obviously been quite popular. Like, yeah. Eight, 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 and ten is really like. Yeah, and six as well. I've been pretty surprised at how quickly that sold. I've got. Yeah. Um, how many did I get? I think I only got about twelve size sixes, and I've got about two left. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, um. Look, like that that's probably enough to, to test ads. Like what's that in total? That would be you know, about sixty, seventy bikinis. Yeah. Um and like of course like sizing isn't ideal but it's enough to get information and data as to exactly who your audience is to make the sales, to work out exactly what kind of content those people are receptive to. Um, it also allows you to work out what kind of structure of an ad you should do, what the upfront content could be and how to test that. Yeah. Um, and it provides a lot of data as to like where to go next, um, which I think is the really exciting part. Once you have that data um, in a very you know, concise order, that really allows you to 
come up with a strategy as to like what's to come next. Yeah. Um, which it sounds like this launch. I'm I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> not even my brain. <laughs> um, I I think this this launch idea is killer and like testing the stock overseas and understanding exactly who's buying it. Yeah. That was done quick enough. What's the date? We're in March. March um, Their summer really hits around June, July, but it goes all the way to August, right? Um, and like the more kind of equator-based areas, they go all the way to September. It's still hot. Yeah. Um, so there's definitely lots of opportunity to get the stock out there. On- honestly, I think realistically, um, you could probably sell your stock within two weeks. Yeah. Like. Yeah, that, if that, I do yeah. it right. Sorry? I said if I do it right. If you do it right. <laughs> if, if, if you do it right with the right structure, I reckon you could have it out in two weeks. I reckon 70 bikinis, let's say, let's say your conversions aren't that good. Let's, let's say it's $20 per sale to, to get it out there. Um, if you've got 70 bikinis um, going out, um, you're selling them for 55, um, but also testing the new pricing overseas um, that it allows for you know more profit to be there as well. That you're still going to be profiting, well, like not so much profiting, but gaining your capital back from the sitting stock anywhere between 40 to 50, maybe near $60 depending on what pricing point it is let's say $50 for like the ease of this Um, so you you get that out there Um, you're profiting $50 per each one and let's say you you sell I'm doing some weird maths up in my head let's let's say you sell 80% of it so you sell 50 of them because that's the most popular sizes the higher up sizes start to become harder to sell um, not sure how appealing that market is either, but like, like let's say you sell 80%. So we sell 50 bikinis, $50 profit each. That's two and a half grand in your pocket to prep for a launch that's completely cost free. You spend two and a half grand on ad, a strategic ad spend campaign to get orders in, no upfront cost for bikini line. That allows you to spend two and a half grand, which would you know, how many sales would that be? If we're saying fifteen dollars per sale, what's yeah, um, let's say ten. It's two and a half divided by do two hundred fifty sales. Can you grab a calculator up? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to mess with that. <laughs> two and a half divided by fifteen dollars. Yeah, hundred sixty six. Hundred sixty six bikinis sold in launch. Um, which allows for times 166 by um, 50, let's say $50 profit, that's that's super conservative. That that allows eight and a half grand of profit, which allows the growth of Kaios. Yeah. Does that not sound like a very attractive idea? (laughs) Good, I'm glad. (laughs) A lot, actually. Cool? Yeah, yeah. And then, like, that's that's the first time we're... We're investing the capital from the original stock of two and a half grand to provide eight and a half grand profit. Yeah. And then you just rinse and repeat. Yeah. The next reckon, launch is more. 
Do you reckon it's worth spending a lot of money on Facebook ads or Look, do you think it's not? Honestly, with the right strategy, you should go all in. If you're spending money and your, your, you know, your conversion cost for a $100 sale, and, and, and like the, the other great thing about this is Facebook ads don't just do sales, they do branding as well. By doing this two-stage funnel, that first yeah. part is spreading the word of Kyoswim for people who aren't even buying, but now they're aware. Yeah. Um, and even having that engagement, we're still going to be, well, like, you'd still be retargeting to those people, so eventually the sales going to come in. This is just, we're talking about how much you're spending for sales board. Yeah. It also puts the brand awareness out there, people identify with your brand, and and long-term brand strategy ties directly in there, so then you, you get sales for doing yeah. zero. Yeah. The, the other area of interest there is that you search engine optimization. The, the other Kyo Swim is coming on top. You're number one, you're number three, they're number one. Yeah. There's lots of room to be done there as well, so that when people search, that you're number one. Yeah. Because if you've done, if you're spending for the ad spend there, this is just for extra revenue. This isn't, this isn't for, for like first game strategy, but once, like the Facebook ads are gonna be, you know, spreading out so much brain awareness that people will be Googling it. You wanna make sure that you're number one so that you capture the sale. Of course, some people might click on it and be like, that doesn't look like the shit I saw on Facebook, yeah. and they'll keep searching, but some yeah. won't, yeah. all right? Yeah. yeah. So A lot of customers will all like, not click on the Facebook ad, but Google it. But they'll yeah. go Google it. Yeah, I do that. You want to capture that, yeah. Exactly. That's me, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so just to counter that, there's a lot you can do around search engine optimization as well. Yeah, and like, your brand probably will do better on Instagram, but that's all managed under the same Facebook yeah. business manager. So, yeah. and yeah, like with the right content, it won't make your brand seem spammy or anything like that. Um, and we, you want to be changing the content quite regularly, so they're not just sending the same thing every week. Yeah. Um, but like in terms of should I spend lots of money on ads, like if it's profitable, like it's very scalable. So yeah. why not like yeah. sell them everywhere? Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if I was to, so do you think it's worth starting off doing the branding post overseas from sort of not nowish but in a few months, and then if I was to start doing the branding in Australia? It depends on what's the temperature be... like over there. <laughs> it's at the moment. I think it's cold. Is it still cold? Yeah. Like, would it be worth doing the branding one now, and then maybe another one in the well, future? Two. It, it generally happens in quick succession. Okay. Um, yeah. That like you want to build up the branding and go straight into retargeting. You don't want to build up the branding, leave it to be cold for a few months, and then come back because okay. people would have forgotten about it. Yeah. Exactly okay. right. And Facebook's a bit weird. Like, it, yeah. it likes you to increase the jerk. amount of money that you spend on it, <laughs> and it doesn't like you stopping and then starting. So it likes consistent, slowly yeah. increasing. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Ha have you got any questions or anything? Um, I was going to say, with regards to the active wear, um, yeah. I like. I don't want to rush into it or anything. But that was sort of my. I was going to launch it around winter time this year. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you think that is worth 
because I'm probably going to make a separate Instagram and Facebook page for it. Mm -hmm. But I'm not 100% sure if that's the best way to go about it because it's going to be Kyo active rather than Kyo swim. But then I'm in, not sure. in, in, from what I understand so far, in terms of um, how I'd structure you know, the whole Kyo swim, Kyo active thing. Um, my, my kind of take on, on it is that there's so much opportunity to grow Kyo Swim first. Okay. And what, what I'd probably do, because you've already got the brand and everything around that, is actually focus on that um, and okay. allow that to grow to a profitable place and then spend time on that. Because okay. like, the, the thing is, once that comes around um, and you... Do, you start doing the ads to get the current content that you've got off to the US and then you start prepping for the launch, there's going to be a lot of active oversight from you, a lot of processing, a lot of customer service stuff. Yeah. Are you currently doing that all yourself? Yeah. Okay. Um, what, like, like um, in kind of my experience and in, in, in Cameron's experience as well, once you kind of start scaling and growing it doesn't become sustainable to make you do everything and now your your kind of first call to action when it comes to scale and like things to um to i guess push to other people so that you're not spending time with them would be things like customer service like um, Cameron ha- has Don't a virtual want to be waking assistant. Up every morning with yeah, with twenty emails yeah. takes away from what you are good at, which yeah. is designing the product and the brand. Yeah, so. like it, it comes to a point. Even up front, some things you want to systemize for the scale that are going to be very cost effective. At the time, they're going to be break even tasks with your time. But as the growth of the business happens, they're going to stay at a level cost, and your price per hour is going to go up. Yeah. Um, okay. Makes right. sense. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So with the like, you asked before about um, about like the campaigns, um, like the brand sort of awareness campaign. You should sort of set like think about it, um, think about it separately for like what strategy. Like if you're doing the US market, just think about doing that in one thing and worry, and then the next step would be getting the money to design the product and then mm-hmm. focus on the launch of the new range. Okay. I wouldn't run them like side by side. Alright. Um, but yeah, it would just the next step would be you need to clear the stock so we'll look at the strategies for what options you have and then pick one and pick a, yeah. 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 Like I think when it comes to business, business is simple. Yeah. You have a product, people buy your product. Yeah. You have a product, but you need people to have attention to the product. You need to make it easy to buy, and you need the logistics to happen, etc. And like the details can make business very, very hazy. And like the overwhelm of business is probably the hardest part. When people say they're going all in on their business, they don't realize that there's 150 touch points that you have to hit every single day to make sure that your business is operating at a certain level. Um, I think sometimes you need to sit back, look at the strategy, and understand that I've got a product, people need to buy my product, how, how can we make that happen? Yeah. Um, now, obviously your brand is very exciting, there's lots of stuff, well, like, I, I, I feel as though we've created, you know, a monster now that's going to turn into... Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, 
I really hope that we've helped provide you with an insight as to like how to grow this to the future. All right, and that is a wrap. Now, in this episode, Taylor obviously got a lot of value and strategy as to how she can grow and scale her business. If you wanted the same strategy and understanding of how you can scale your business, please get in contact with Vault Agency. They are simply the best in growing business at a hyper scale. Now, the best place to reach them is either their Instagram, their Facebook, or their LinkedIn. It is simply Vault Agency, or on Facebook and Instagram, vault.sma. They can provide you with the exact strategy that you need to grow your business to the next level. If there was any content that you would find appealing, please also provide some feedback onto that. And as always, if you loved it, please leave a review. All of it helps, and once again, I hope you enjoyed. Catch ya.